Welcome to Two Men On, ladies and gentlemen. 110%. Kill the cards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Tell where you are. I was doing you suck. You know what? I, I quit. I really quit. <laughs> it's Mommy Brown of Fantasy Baseball. I love enough somebody to say that. Wayne's World Party Time, right? Yeah. You're regretting this already. <laughs> Which two men are on? T-M-O, baby. That's hot. TMO 23, the North Division's a mess, and we're going to try to make sense of it with the help of everyone who owns a stake in the division. All four members of the North will join us today. Plus, the draft, it's in the books, and pitchers are, so far, as attractive as ever. You're listening to BDL Radio. This is Two Men On. Sweeping changes to the BDL's offensive format in December didn't play as much a role in draft strategies for league members as you might think, except for my co-host, who drafted nearly every shortstop on the board. Welcome to TMO, guys. This is Scotty of the Gens, and I'm joined, as usual, by the man who can't say no to a trade, Johnny Holmes. How you doing, Johnny? <laughs> What's going on, Scotty? What's going on, BDL? Uh... I love draft time. It's like my favorite time of year. Um, I guess se- September, October will be my favorite time, but I haven't won one yet. So. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always a fun time to get together for the draft. I, I think everybody really enjoys it, and you know, really after having kind of um, not really a couple months off, but you know, kind of uh, as we see things slow for a couple months there prior to the draft, it's it's nice to kind of hit the ground running there in January and and. Um, Kind of, kind of remind ourselves that uh, we have something really cool to do here, and uh, it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But we're gonna get right into um, into reaction for for our 2012 draft. And, and Johnny, what did you uh, think specifically of of the first round in general? Uh, first round and generals. First rounds in general. First round <laughs> for the generals. I, either or. I uh, there's actually two things I, I made note of specifically from the first round um, and I'll touch on you in a second actually um, I love Brian's pick of uh, Syndergaard um, he was I'll tell you he was the one pitcher I was going to draft in this draft um, like on purpose <laughs> I can't remember if I did draft any or didn't but um, <laughs> I was expecting him to kind of fall a little bit but uh, Brian got a good one I think uh, I'll, I'll Three of those Toronto pitchers that went were are probably going to be pretty good. Definitely, yeah. I, I uh, it was. Um, I, I, I think Chris of the Beers w- was probably a little surprised that uh, Holtzson fell as far as he did there to uh, to his pick in the in the first round. That was uh, what eight or eight or nine, eight I believe, number eight. Um, but you know, I think um, the the you know the the elite or potentially elite. Prospects in this draft were um, so populous in in the in the first part of the first round and, and, and getting into most of the first round really that uh, it really left the door open for some of those types of players to fall farther than than one might have expected and I think he was one it, it was a good grab for for the beers there at number eight. 
Absolutely. I, that was one of the things I talked about with Chris as we were going through this, his first draft. Um, and the other, uh, we talked a little bit about um, your strategy going into the first round and announcing early on uh, you wanted Rendon um, passing over a guy like Cole. Because I guess in our minds, we were looking at we were looking at the the one pick you didn't have, and we were looking at Owen's team, and uh, we were convinced he was going to go pitching all the way. Um, kind of wondering where you stood on that, why you didn't go call Bauer, um, and then maybe look for Rendon later in the draft. Uh, I'm very curious. Well, um, I mean, I mean, really, I, I had my heart set on Rendon there for months. Um, and, you know, assuming that he he can remain healthy, I think he's going to have a, a special career in the major leagues, and um, very anxious to see him develop. And really, when when it gets down to it, after that, the next few selections, the the top part of this draft was just so darn deep with with um, with good arms that, and, and couple that fact with the fact that I had so many. Uh, picks in the first round, um, almost felt like I could I could take a little bit of a risk, and I, I don't mean that to say that my num- number two pick is is a risk, but um, you know the consensus really I think was that Cole was quite possibly the best arm um, in this draft. However, I think that Bauer, Trevor Bauer, is uh, much closer to the major leagues. Um, than Cole, and um, I believe that he stands to have a uh, just just as good a career as Cole in the major leagues. And looking at my draft board, you know, I saw at at number three, and I, and I knew Mike with with uh, the Mavericks there would, would be taking Cole. I, I knew that months in advance. <laughs> but I looked at what I had coming, and you know, after his selection, after that number three, I had four consecutive picks, and I saw these other players on the board that. That would be available, um, Dylan Bundy specifically, Archie Bradley, and when it came down to it, I, I, I didn't feel like that I, I needed to take Cole at, at number two. I felt like I could take Bauer, um, who, I, who I believe in just as just as much, and, and still grab some really really great arms immediately after that number three pick. Yeah, I mean, I think from, I would say from. A year ago, I was going after that number one pick in hopes to get Rendon. Um, but what you got in in Bundy, uh, once the draft got here, I I probably would have taken him one overall. Oh really? Uh, wow. I think, yeah, I think he's gonna gonna be really good. Yeah, I, I hope um, so. Uh, Brent uh, Brent likes to um, Brent likes to give me crap about uh, Baltimore prospects never panning out these days, and of course, looking at my. Looking at my farm team, um, two of my better prospects now, Machado and um, Bundy, are, are, are with the Orioles, so uh, he, he likes to get a laugh out of that. But uh, I, I'm hoping for great things for both, so we'll see. Yeah, well, it, I wouldn't be doing my uh, TMO job if I didn't ask the follow-up then. Uh, what it, what do you plan on doing if, if Machado moves off shortstop? Are you happy with D. Gordon there? If, if Machado has moved off shortstop? Yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing with that. I, I acknowledge that there's a possibility that will happen in the future, but I believe he will begin his major league career at shortstop. Um, you know, as he continues to 
fill out, you know, uh, later down the road uh, as he continues to, or as he slows down some, um, you know, it's perfectly expected that um, someone with his frame would be moved over to third base, uh, which is fine. Um, we'll, we'll make the adjustments at the time, and, and, and right now, I, I'm just not too concerned about that, especially in light of the um, the offensive changes that the league made in December. It, it really kind of um, opens me up a little more to to uh, not 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 worry about that too much. Gotcha. Um, I actually thought there were a few value picks in the draft. Uh, as I looked through. Um, Two of those st- stood out to me were um, from the fifth round. Uh, Got to give Brent some credit. Uh, I noticed Rosenthal is kind of like a sleeper to me. I, I don't know. Maybe he was pretty well known out there, but um, I was thinking he might last through the draft. Uh, maybe someone I could keep an eye on. But uh, Brent reached out, grabbed him. Uh, probably a smart move. Uh, I think Brent knows what he's doing with those those type of guys, and. The beers picking of uh, Matt Perk. What did you think of that? I, I think Matt Perk was a was an excellent grab uh, for the beers there in round five. Uh, overall pick number sixty seven, I believe. Um, you know, Perk has some questions. Um, has had shoulder issues. Didn't have a particularly good showing in the uh, fall league late last year. But um, he's a he's a former first round pick. Um, for the Rangers, who, who did not sign there in 2009. And, you know, I thought that that was one of uh, two good grabs for Chris in the beers in the draft, um, talking of value picks, the other being uh, Corey Span- uh, Spangenberg, uh, second baseman, that he grabbed in round two, uh, overall pick number 29. Um, I-, I thought that uh, he was one of the better second base prospects in the draft, and, and Chris did Chris did really well. I thought he had he had a, he had a good draft. Um, probably the one I'm most shocked of, actually, aside from Perk, is the uh, double downs selection in round four of uh, Blake Sweetheart, a catcher in the Red Sox system, who I think will be a fairly significant offensive catching prospect uh, so- sooner than later. I-, I was very shocked to see him fall that far. Um, and, and finally, the fourth name I had written down was um, Taylor uh, Jungman, um, who the Wu selected in, in round two. Um, was a little shocked that he fell that far. Yeah, he's uh, definitely up there with, I mean, close to the pitchers you had drafted up in the round one, and to get him in, in round two uh, was a nice grab. I think the Wu got both of um, those top-tier Milwaukee starters. Um, I already think he's got uh, a nice, uh, a real solid pitching staff, and you'll hear later on my uh, full feelings on how the Wu will do uh, this year. But um, I guess to further comment, Perk is absolutely a great pick. I guess uh, from my standpoint, when losers are drafting like uh, Joe Blanton and crap in the fifth round, um, <laughs> Spangenberg, I uh, I'm not taking anything away from him as a player. However, it's just really difficult for me to look at hitting prospects in San Diego and and even care for ten seconds. Um, <laughs> True. Which actually brings brings me to uh, the other second base prospect. I thought Colton Wong went first round to Brent, and I just I like him. They say he's got a good bat. I just don't know if he's first round second base talent uh, fantasy wise. Well, and and, and that uh, that might be. 
that might be Johnny a a good segue into into another point. That being how how did the offensive changes that were approved in December for the league um, how did they make a difference in who was drafted at what positions at what priorities in in 2012 in the draft that we just uh, completed. Um, I, th I think if you look up and down the draft board, you'll see some players that were taken out of out of um, perceived need as opposed to being the best player on the board necessarily. And I, I'm not I'm not uh, specifically referring to Wong, but just other. I think it's arguable when you look look up and down the board that there there were you know there was some influence based based on that decision in December, but. To, to what degree? What do you think? I would agree there's probably some influence. Um, I'm pretty sure you may have some stats that tell us something about that. Uh, but my, my first glance uh, was that the draft didn't uh, kind of go any way I didn't already see it going. I thought, like you had mentioned, the top-tier players were, were the pitchers up top. And after that, there may have been one or two later on I liked it as, as a hitting class, mainly, um, and that's where I've been going with my team in general. So, um. Yeah, I mean, of course, the league approved adding three new offensive positions, an outfielder, uh, a fourth outfielder, which will be added in 2013, and a corner infield and, and middle infield positions to be added in 2014. Um, just a few things to look at. There were a couple more bats taken in the first round this year compared to 2011, but it wasn't a big difference. Um, also, there really wasn't a drop, not, not a real drop anyway, in how arms were apparently valued. Um, a total of 44 pitchers were drafted in 2011, and that's compared to 42 um, in the draft that we just concluded. So just a difference of two, not very much at all. Uh, the, the one noticeable difference that I saw when I looked over the stats was there was a huge jump in the number of outfielders selected in this draft compared to last. In 2011, nine outfielders were drafted. In 2012, 16, almost double. Um, and I think you may be able to attribute that to the fact that the the new outfield position will be the first to be added, um, you know, a year from now. Yeah, it's definitely uh, good noticing by you. Um, I hadn't even noticed uh, the outfield question. I I have my 2013 outfielder in uh, Anthony Ghost, and uh, I just didn't even notice what anybody else was doing uh, outfield-wise. I think uh, at some point we're going to have to get the creator of the Volson Initiative on board to discuss this further. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Johnny, any more uh, any more points on the draft? Uh, well, I had written one other name down for value picks, and I don't want to call him a value pick. I just want to ask you a question because when I drafted Addison Reed in the first round, um, I actually told a few guys before I was taking him, and there were a couple guys uh, who said who, and it didn't make me question the pick. It just I want to know if you think. If he turns out to be, you know, the next Craig Kimbrell, the way I've been touting him and, and boasting on the boards, uh, is that a value pick in the first round? Well, you know, Johnny, I think if 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 he helps you achieve your goal, um, 
then it absolutely was a value pick because you know you're you're I, I believe you're you're counting on him to contribute to the cars very soon, possibly this coming year. Correct. Correct. Okay, and I mean you're you're already on record, and you've you said this several times that you know despite the changes to your team over this off season, you you know you very much intend to compete at least for the North in 2012, and you know if if he helps you toward that goal, then you know you absolutely made the right decision. Yeah, we will uh, we will be seeing. I'm sure there's it'd be it'd be fun to do this uh, a couple years down the line, and we'll have to look at these past drafts to see uh, where these value picks have come from and and who's been the best at them. Uh, I'm sure some of that work has been done on the board. So we ever discussed that on on the show? Um, I'm I don't think so. Yeah, we'll have to get on that. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the crazy North Division, uh, we were fortunate to have the entire North Division join us on TMO for this episode, and uh, it, it was a fun time. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. It was the first time we'd had had that many people um, on the phone with us at one time, but it, it, w- it was a lot of fun. So let, let's, let's throw it to all the guys right now, and we will dissect the 2012 BDL North Division. Entering 2012, there are some questions we can answer. We know the East is a two-team race. We know the West is a one-team race, though it's probably closer than ever in the damage era. And we know the Rebels are South favorites, as usual, unless you you ask Scott Straub. What we positively don't know as we anxiously wait for pitchers and catchers to report is what to make of the BDL North. But we're going to try to learn a little more about what to expect today as we're joined on TMO for the first time ever by an entire division of guests. Back by popular demand that have not been here for a long time. Uh, Brent of the Wallabies, how are you, Brent? Doing pretty good. Cool. Uh, Joe, the Amish Brotherhood. Great to be back. Cool. And I believe... Uh, for the first time on any BDL show, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, Kevin of the Double Downs. Yes, I am a first-time uh, caller in, long-time listener, though. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> of course, uh, of course, Johnny is here with us as well. And uh, let's just uh, let's just get right into it, guys. Um, let's let's start with with the big one. I think everyone can agree this this is the big one. Uh, Johnny, Ryan Howard. Jason Bay for Josh Callmenter. You stated multiple times since beginning to dismantle the old killer cars last fall that you still expect to win the North in 2012. How does this particular trade get you closer to that goal? Okay, let's see. Well, I kind of um, deconstructed my team uh, quite a bit, as you can tell. And... um, I tried to get rid of most of my older players. I had been going with this core of guys that just just kept fading in September, and it was getting uh, real tired. So uh, after actually being at the game where Howard struck out against Brian Wilson and watching another uh, failed attempt uh, by him uh, last offseason, uh, I figured it was pretty much time to... Um, move in a different direction. I, I don't know how he's going to come back, but um, I figure after all the moves I made 
uh, it was time to start rebuilding my pitching staff again. So um, I got younger again, and uh, I, I'm just going to keep building from here. Okay. Um, Kevin, Brent, and Joe, yes or no question. We'll go around. Kevin, we'll start with you. With age and injury taken into consideration, did, do you think that Johnny sold Ryan Howard for a fraction of his actual value? Yes, I believe he sold real low. Brent? Yes, but the more that I look at the trade, I don't know if it was as much of a fraction as it was at like the initial shock. <laughs> like, it's the, like the more I look at the deal... I'm just not sure. I'm. I wonder about Howard and his and his heel, and it may end up being a not as bad as it seemed at first. Joe, uh, like everyone, I was pretty critical of the trade. Uh, I kind of scaled back that criticism. I know for a fact that Cole Mentor has been working on his velocity. He's up to 89 with the fastball now. <laughs> <laughs> If he gets to 90, steal. But it's, but it's, a, it's a funky delivery, though, so that's not going for him. It is. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Johnny. Okay, th- th- this list isn't totally inclusive, but you- you've traded away uh, the following players since September. Albert Pujols, Chase Utley, Tim Lincecum, Jimmy Rollins, Cole Hamels, Ryan Howard, and more than a few role players, and of course getting some back, but uh, you know, yet you continue to characterize your reshaping of the cars as a reload rather than a rebuild. Uh, do you do you truly believe that that's an accurate characterization? Uh, now that I've kindly uh, finally kind of reached um, a point of of content here, I just need to kind of personally, I just want to build up my my starting pitching again. Um, I, I am pretty confident in that. I, uh, let's see, I think I mentioned a while back, uh, what, what is it, extra innings, that um, I've been watching the damage, and uh, they've got a lot of younger studs than, than I have. And like I said, um, I had uh, been suffering through a few September, so I went for some younger studs, and uh, I made sure I kept my closers and my stolen base threats to make sure I win a few categories uh, at least and now it's time to rebuild the pitching um, I'm more than halfway there I think okay and, and, and I know there's there's kind of a fine line bet- between those two between those two words re- reload or or, re- and, or and rebuild but you know for the record right now if, if you had to choose one to describe what what the process that you're undergoing right now what would it be reload rebuild can I say reinventing the wheel? <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably the best we're going to get from you tonight, so we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. It's probably right in the middle for you. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Brent. Yes. Uh, your Wallabies finished 2011 only seven and a half games behind the second-place Amish. The gap you have to close coming into this season isn't very wide. Tell us how you plan to do it whole lot of luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, um, I've definitely, there's some holes on my team that I do need to fill, particularly in the outfield with 
half of my outfield prospects going to Oakland and the other half of my pitching going to Oakland. And it's um, basically I have to figure out some trades. That's the biggest thing. I'm, I've been on the phone for a while with different teams, and so far nothing's come together, but I'm working on it, especially with uh, Joe getting Wilson the other day. So, Brett, you 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 were one beneficiary of, of the KCC sell-off late last year, you know, have, having acquired Jimmy Rollins to presumably, presumably start at shortstop uh, next year for the Wallabies, or this year, rather. Or I, I guess it were split time at that position and at DH. Um, don't know exactly what you're planning to do there, but I can almost assume. What, what percentage of your moves, both recent as well as those that you're still considering, you said you were you were very recently working with phones as well. What what percentage of those is a direct response to to the power shift that you have seen in the North? I would say about seventy percent. There were holes that I needed to address anyway, and then with Johnny moving a lot of his guys, Joe getting Wilson, Kevin's made a lot of noise too. And out of the four of us, I have probably been the the least noisy. My my biggest deal was getting Rollins at this point, and that's that shouldn't be my biggest trade by the time the season gets around. I hope. Okay. Um, and Brent, the Wallabies, of course, won the inaugural North Division crown in 2006, but haven't sniffed the postseason since then. Um, how how important is it to you to finally get back there? Well, last year we were close until about halfway we hit the – we went against the Rebels and we finished 0-10, the first 0 for in Wallabies history. And then we got through, went through the East Division, and that's, that's what just knocked us out completely. We were real close. We had – we were down Zimmerman for most of the year, but Ryan Roberts was able to pick up the slack – so we're just. I'm hoping for a, a healthy Zimmerman, a healthy Cabrera, McCann, and the, the pieces are there. It's been a few holes to fill, but hoping to get there. And I, I want it bad, more than I wanted it last year. Kevin, yep. with the North more wide open in 2012 than it probably has ever been. How do the double downs intend to capitalize on that power shift within the division and and not get lost in the shuffle after coming off a, a disappointing fourth place finish last year? Well, what my strategy is to to build through the draft and through acquiring younger players, and um, I, I think I'm doing that. I've had a lot of draft picks this year. Uh, I think having 70 guys or so on my roster right now, I'm gonna have to make some cuts at some point, but. Um, I think I'm just really hoping that some of my young guys like Brandon Belt and uh, Wilson Ramos and some of those guys and and, uh, Justin Smoke will just kind of keep building and kind of turn into those superstars. To to trade for superstars is expensive. Um, I think I did trade for now the the anchor of my staff and Cole Cole Hamels, acquiring him from Johnny. So it's always nice to kind of get a guy from your rival in your division um, while also improving yourself. Um, I think I did it without, you know, having to trade away all my minor league. Uh, so I, I had to up a little bit there, but I'm just kind of trying to build without destroying my minor league depth and just kind of hope that some of the young guys who are um, 
you know, a step away, kind of maybe take that next step up right now. Oh, okay, and on that note also, Kevin, what what specific level of improvement do you, do you need to see from the double downs in 2012 to consider this season upcoming a, a success? Um, I mean, I, I, right now I'm, I really like to work my way towards 500 and, and be in the playoff hunt for the season. I think, uh, I mean, I started off strong last year. I had a big 9-1 to win over the cars. I, I performed well against uh, the Amish last year. Um, I went away for, for three weeks, and, and uh, my team kind of tanked. I had a couple, I think I had a 1-9 against uh, the Kill Devil and a couple other teams. That didn't do too well, not, not necessarily because I was away. My pitching kind of fell apart at the same time and didn't hold up. So this year I'm hoping that, um, you know, really building up that pitching staff, having that anchor in a Hamels, and then hoping another year of experience through some of the younger guys like uh, Zach Britton and Ogando. Um, hopefully their their success won't be so up and down last year. They they really had their moments and they they carry me some weeks. But there are some weeks where they you know those three run starts with nine runs they put you in too much of a hole and I didn't have the depth of pitching staff last year to to withstand that win win some of the counting categories especially in pitching. So right. Do do, do you think that the uh, in expectation of possibly wild card contention might be within that reach? I mean, I certainly hope so. I mean, part of the reason why I, did, I decided to make the Hamels trade and to kind of try and get more in it last year was seeing what the Panthers did in the South last year and just looking at that team, looking at my team, and thinking that, you know, a few trades here and there, if I, if I didn't sell off one player here or there, I know I, I felt like I had just as good of a team. I know it's a di- different, different division, but, you know, could, I could have hung in there, I think, if I hadn't made a few trades here and there. So maybe now with a couple of my younger guys getting older and, and making a few trades here and there, I think maybe I can get into contention for that wild card spot. Now, Kevin, you've also benefited from Anaheim's changes lately. Of course, as you mentioned, um, uh, acquiring the, the 28-year-old Cole Hamels there and recently picked up a trio of arms uh, from a damage as well. Um, to really thrust yourself into the division title contention, uh, whether it be this year or, or next year, looking ahead a little bit, what needs for your team do you consider imperative? What What do you think will bring you to that level? I think the biggest thing for me now is really getting that one or two superstar hitters who can, you know, put up 40 home runs and, you know, get me the 20, 30 steals. And, and you know, I need that Ryan Braun or that, you know, that, that big-name player. Because right now my offense, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of shifting guys in and out and hoping I get lucky with, uh, you know, playing some matchups, and, and it's hard in this league with, with the size of the roster to kind of do the depth game, which I tried to do last year, and, and it, you know, it, you just you can't keep that many offensive players on your team and compete, so I really I feel like I have a lot of depth on my offense, but really establishing those, you know, top-level guys so I'm not having to, to play matchups, I think would, would really get me there, and, and I'm hoping, you know, a guy like Belt can do that, or Alex Gordon can take the next step up, and um, some of my young prospects really make that leap or, or worse some source you know maybe you know I feel like I have you know 15 to 20 guys who are going to show show up on a lot of uh, prospect rankings if I you know package three of those and really have to go out and get that guy I, I think I might be in position to do that either now or sometime down the line cool all right I've done it two years in a row it's a great feeling <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe it's it's no secret that 
you consider your your Amish brotherhood the the early de facto favorites for the North Crown in 2012. Oh come on! Especially in light of the changes in Anaheim, but also because your squad finished only four games behind an intact Killer Car Company last year. Do, do you believe the Amish were poised to ascend to the top of the North? Even if Johnny had retained the core of his team, yes and no. Um, Cop out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I would have passed him this year. Whether, oh, whether your question. Oh wow. Okay. There, come out swinging. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I I spent five years building my lineup, just the lineup, yep. to match Johnny's, and I got there last year. So all I needed to do was get a couple more arms, which, you know, despite some horrible years last year, I still finished pretty good. I've got a lot of solid arms. But uh, Johnny did me a favor and traded the power hitters that I've been molding my team after. And now I'm going to walk away with this division. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I can beat Kevin two out of three times. (laughs) <laughs> so, so mm-hmm. it's your point of view. Uh-huh. You, you, you basically got a pass. I got. I have a hall pass in the BDL this year. And that, that's 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 not not looking behind your, looking over your shoulder at all at at how close Brent may be. You know, Brent's going to finish ten games behind me, but he's going to make the wild card. Okay. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> Uh, Joe, lately you've been, let's just say, uncharacteristically busy on the trade market, um, acquiring both C.J. Wilson and um, Ryan Matus. With the North Division crown, obviously, at, at, at the very least, within your reach, has your tr- increased trade activity come as a direct result of Johnny's decision to retool the cars? Uh, not at all. Uh, actually, I'm wondering when I'm going to be the beneficiary of some some of uh, Johnny's players because <laughs> I'm the only one in the world who doesn't have any. They're all gone, uh, brother. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you still have closers. Mowers go there. Johnny, you can respond to that and, and let Joe know what, what you'll be sending him tomorrow morning in exchange for Joe, what was it? <laughs> Yeah, there's probably not a whole lot left. Yeah, I don't have a lot left. <laughs> when I decide to blow up the miners, you got to get your ticket. you got to get in line quickly. Yeah. It's, you know, as far as making trades, uh, I, I don't – everyone knows this. I don't actively go out and seek trades. Uh, I'll throw a name up on the board. And if people are interested in they're going to come to me. And if they throw the right offer out there, I'm going to accept it because I, I've, I've been known to make stupid trades before. But if it's for a guy that I really want, it doesn't matter. So, you know, I needed a pitcher. I didn't actively seek one out, but Matt came up to me and said, hey, you know, I'll throw you a good pitcher for Matt Weeders. So, you know, I felt good with the deal. And I, I went for it. Okay. So... For the record, right now, you, you are completely confident that your, your current squad, as it stands tonight, after the recent trades, will get the job done in the North in 2012. It will, definitely. 
Johnny, do you agree with that? <laughs> Not no. <laughs> Brent, do you I agree don't. with that? No, not by a long shot. Mm. Kevin, do you agree with that? I think he's the favorite, but I don't think he's going to pull it out. Oh, wow, okay. Too many question marks I on think that that's a strikeout, Mr. Weech. <laughs> You're starting shortstop as right. Ron Afoff. Well, you, you, know, you should have modified that question. As all of the four rosters currently stand, who's going to win the North? Okay, we, we, we might get there. Let, let me um, let, let me pose this, and th- this is to everybody. We'll go around, okay? Johnny, you're first. Okay. By by August, how many teams in the North will be within five games of the division lead? Oh boy. Well, let me rephrase. How many teams will will either hold the division lead or be within five games of the lead by August? Right. I got you. I got you. Uh, uh, I tell you, of of the teams not call, not named the cars in the division, I'm, I'm really liking what uh, the Double Downs are doing. But I don't think they get within five games by uh, through August. Um, I'm going to say three, and I'm hoping people continue to laugh at me. So, so on August first. Uh, you believe that there will be three teams in the North that will be separated by by five games? Yes. Okay. Kevin? I also think there will be three. Um, Not sure which three it will be yet. I think I'm hoping to be in that. But I think all four teams will be within ten games of first place. And I think, you know, depending on how certain things play out, uh, throughout the season, I think there's still moves to be come by probably all the teams in this division. Okay, Brent. Two. Two within two five games. Within five who games. are those who be? Me and Joe. You and Joe. No love for Holmes tonight. <laughs> but I do think all four of us within ten games. Okay. There hasn't been. That. I'm sorry, go there ahead. There hasn't there hasn't been love for Holmes since '06. <laughs> That's not true. No, it's not. You just feel the love in here. <laughs> Within five games, that could easily be one matchup. That's my thinking behind the whole thing. Like one bad matchup, and then it, the five games is a race. So I'm thinking two within five games with all four of us within ten. Okay, Joe. Same question. How many teams by August 1st in the North will be within five games of the division lead? None. One team more than a five-game lead. Okay. And uh, let me let me reframe then. Uh, what will you? I love the North, but what? I have to be honest. <laughs> there are there are glaring holes in the other teams that I can exploit. Okay, let me let me let me re- rephrase then. What will your lead on second place in the North be on August first, Joe? <laughs> Are you leading me in with this question? <laughs> Seven and a half. I'm just, I'm just giving you an opportunity to hang yourself. You can, you can take it half. or not. It's cool. All right, eight. Eight. You have an eight-game lead on August first. Okay. Somebody mark that down. 
<laughs> okay, Johnny. The North hasn't sent a second team to the playoffs via the wild card since 2008. Wow. Will more than one North squad make the playoffs for the first time in four years in 2012? Uh, no. I'm going to say no. no. I'm going to say the division winner, and I'm going to say Baltimore and Wrigleyville are the two wild cards this year. Wrigleyville. Ah. Look out. Look out for the woo. Okay. Kevin, same question. Will the North send two teams to the playoffs this year? I think it'll only be one because I think the division's going to be competitive. Well, we're going to knock each other off a little bit. So I have to say I think it may only be one this year. Brent. One. Wow, okay. Three for three so far. And dare I ask, Joe. <laughs> well, I still say two. I, I, You know, Wu will make the playoffs when we increase the wild card numbers to three. <laughs> the cramps are better than the Wu right now, and, and I love the Wu. The cramps are better than the Wu, and they're all going to get their asses kicked by Bill. Still. The South is going to kill each other. That leaves one East team and one North team for the wild card. So I stand by it. Okay, and who will that wild card representative be from the North Division? Brent is going to have a great season. Finishing second in the North. <laughs> okay. Okay, Joe, let me ask you this then. Who finishes in the basement in the North in 2012? <laughs> Do we have time to look at the other two teams? <laughs> Take all the time you need, buddy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't mean to kick Johnny when he's down. Oh, no. But he lost a lot from that team. I think wow. he finished last. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't know if that's so much a slap on Johnny as it is mad respect for Kevin and what he did to me last year. <laughs> okay. E excluding Johnny, because I know the answer, but the, the, the rest of the panel, Kevin and, and Brent, do either of you agree... With Joe, is Johnny going to finish in the basement? No. You d you do not agree with Joe, right? I think Kevin will be fourth. Okay, Kevin. And in the roster's current state. Sure, that's all we have to go on. Kevin, in the roster's current state, I I think I will uh, I'll I'll pass Johnny this year. But depending on how things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if it changed. Okay, so two two of the four members of the North predicting that after after five um, no after how many consecutive division division titles do you have now Johnny I think it's four three, isn't it? three or four okay but anyway without counting uh, the killer cars have made the playoffs every year of their existence and now two of the four members of the north are predicting that the killer cars will go from first to worst. Wow. Hey, guys, final question. John, we'll start with you again. Before you go, you know, if I get an offer for a closer that I like, then maybe I'll change my mind on that. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. All right. <laughs> Johnny, 
Yep. After seven seasons, the North remains the only BDL division not to claim a championship. Mm-hmm. Will will that change in 2012? Nope. It will not change? Nope. I'll win in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I do plan on keeping my consecutive uh, playoff streak alive this year. Okay. Okay. Kevin. I, I don't I don't think it'll change this year, unfortunately. I think a couple of the top teams are still, still a little bit stronger. But you never know what happens in the playoffs because I think it's not that far off. So, so really what you're saying is um, the, the Brotherhood or the Wallabies, whoever, uh, whoever represents the, uh, the North there in, in first place in the division, they, they really have no shot to, to, con- to, to contend with, let's just, using last year as an example, the Rockets and the damage in the playoffs. I, I think they have a shot. I, I just think they're, they're still just not a little bit, a little bit light compared to the top two teams. Okay. Brent. Yes. Yeah. He will win the whole thing after he gets in via wild card. <laughs> <laughs> My official prediction. You're 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 on the record. I am on the record. The uh the Rockets added Albert Pujols this year. And the damage added Tim Tim Lincecum. <laughs> we have a spy in our division? <laughs> a traitor. <laughs> yeah. It's rope a You know, anything can happen in the playoffs. I mean that's right. That's just the perfect example. The Rockets had no business beating the damage. Canadians don't win baseball leagues. <laughs> and he beat the damage. Telling you if I get in the playoffs, pardon me, scratch that from the record, when I get in the playoffs, anything can happen, and we will win. Be a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I, I appreciate you guys joining us uh, today. It was a, a kind of a hectic uh, planning get to get all, all all of you on on board for the show uh, to coordinate everybody's schedules but uh, we uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to to work that out and, and be here i think um i think the the north division in, in 2012 has the potential to be the the craziest division race maybe we've ever seen um in bdl history it's just um it's just so tough to call but uh Hopefully we, we've answered a few questions and rekindled a, a, a few rivalries and um, created some new questions tonight. But, uh, we, we, again, we, we certainly appreciate everybody being here with us, and uh, uh, we hope to have you back soon. Thanks, host, John. It was fun, guys. Definitely we'll do it again. Yeah, yep, good talking. Good, good luck, everyone. Take care, Kevin. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, again, a lot of fun. Hope to have you guys uh, back again soon. And, and, and uh, Brent and Joe, appreciate you uh, coming back on the show. It had been been a while since we'd had you guys on, so uh, always a lot of fun. But uh, kind of kind of uh, bridging from that segment a little bit, um, uh, Johnny. We we didn't get into into this too much in the um, in in the Q and A a few minutes ago. So uh, 
just thought it would be a good idea to give you an opportunity. You've never really had a forum for this yet, per se. Uh, I know you've made some comments on, on the boards um, about the changes to your team, but hmm. uh, you know we, we haven't we haven't done a show um, since you really started making wholesale changes. So, um, in, in light of what we have just heard from from the other members of the North, thought it might be a, a, a good idea to. Um, to, to give you that platform if, if you wanted to to kind of explain your strategy a little bit in terms of uh, um, you know what what has what has become of the killer cars and and your goals for 2012 and, and going going forward okay uh, well my goals for 2012 and going forward are and probably will stay to make the playoffs and win in the playoffs um, I just decided to switch it up a little bit, uh, a lot bit, <laughs> and uh, after hearing all the comments, I, I mean, I might be as equally happy to make the playoffs next year as as I am to to just kind of prove people a little wrong. Uh, I'm really hoping I I do that. Uh, a lot of people seem to be thinking I I got no shot, so maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe uh, I've lost it. Maybe I've gone crazy, um, but I know the elite teams, the teams that win championships, are well-rounded. So to give you a broader view of kind of what I explained on the interview, um, I made sure I had saves and stolen bases for sure. Um, but a lot of those other hitting categories, they're so and and pitching, they're so hit or miss. Now. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to uh, continue to build my rotation. I think you need elite starters, but they're so hit or miss that you can have a number of different guys. Many different teams can win titles. Earns showed that you know you don't need to do it one specific way. Uh, so long as you have the depth and guys are hot during that time, um, which is why I went with youth, I'm hoping they can lasted longer than Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins, and I'm really hoping that Chase Utley uh, sabotages the Rockets this year in <laughs> September and, and, the, and the Wallabies with Jimmy Rollins. Um, so don't trade for them, people. Let them, let them suffer, as I did. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, my team's not a finished product. I'm going to get more elite pitching. I think that's easier to get than elite hitting, and that's why I traded my stars before their time came um, for those uh, Uber prospects. Well, just just from from my personal perspective, um, you know, I, I can't I can't go on record saying that I have, um, you know, I have agreed with every move you've made that I would have necessarily made the the, the same moves that you have that you have made in in, in certain cases since September. However. Um, I think over the last several years, you never having failed to make the playoffs, um, you you have you have built up the benefit of the doubt, and um, until until you fail to make the playoffs um, in 2012, I, I'm going to just assume that you're going to be there, and um, not necessarily as the uh, the North Division champion. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm going to assume for now that, uh, that you're going to be in that top six. Okay. Johnny, let's run the bases, my friend. <clears throat> let's do it. First base ball play. It's over. Crawford 
Steven Strasburg will be limited to 160 innings in 2012, according to a report from MLB.com. It's actually good news for the Cramps, who were without Strasburg most of last season. But will those added innings to Crawford's rotation from a potentially elite source be enough to hold back the suddenly headline-worthy elevation? Johnny, I'm not sure it will. Uh, quick hit format. I don't. I don't think it will either. Um, but it's not actually the elevation I'm worried about. It's the woo. Um, I think the damage are going to be there. The woo are going to be second. Crawford's still going to be third, and the elevation will be fourth. We'll see if uh, Ort changes that up a little bit. But I. I just don't think Brian's team is 100% there yet. Bulawayo. Josh Johnson is expected to be ready for spring training after missing most of last season with shoulder inflammation. If he proves totally healthy, does it move the Bulldogs to within a rock's throw of Baltimore in the East? While the very top of Bulawayo's rotation probably outshines Baltimore's, I don't think the Bulldogs really have the depth to challenge the epidemic in 2012. But could Craig have a contingency plan, Johnny? I definitely think he should. Um, he's got a, a nice little rotation. The pitchers that he's got are high quality. He's got a couple sprinkled in that um, I'm not too fond of, but uh, the hitting I don't think has the depth it needs. I, I don't think Ellsbury's going to hit anywhere near what he did last year, so I have more confidence in the epidemic at this point for sure. Wrigleyville, shortstop Starlin Castro facing questions from Chicago police about a recent sexual assault allegation. Uh-oh. No charges have been filed yet, but if Castro misses any amount of time this year in connection with the investigation, it could prove quite problematic for a Wu team with possible wildcard aspirations, Johnny, for the first time ever, especially with Ian Desmond, the team's backup shortstop, its only alternative at the moment. Yeah, I mean, as a Javier Baez owner, I'm hoping Starling Castro goes to jail for the next 10 years, <laughs> but I don't actually think that's going to happen. Um, he may miss some time, but it's going to be the Woos pitching staff that carries him this year. Baltimore. The Astros are reportedly listening to offers for first baseman Carlos Lee. Lee batted 275 last season with 18 tiny home runs. A huge drop in production for the former fantasy stud. The boys over at Stuck in the Ivy have suggested the epidemic are in for a down year. But if a change of scenery for Lee results in a rebound for the 35-year-old, it's one more weapon Baltimore has at its disposal to take aim at the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, for a team as a whole, I like the epidemic as the second best team in that division. There's no question. He's not first. He's not third. Um, I think I envisioned him taking a step backwards too. Uh, but Lee put up 90, I believe, 92 RBIs last year. But if he can go somewhere with a better lineup, I think the epidemic um, may just stave off uh, him going downhill an extra year here. Okay, Johnny, that's all for today. It's been good, man. Um, and guys, I promise you'll see us uh, again sooner than you think. We'll hear us sooner than you think. So uh, until next time, you have been listening to Two Men On. We're out.